Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Yes, plenty to talk about in the women's game. Unfortunately, Alicia Colovas has been struck down with the flu. She can't talk at the moment. Alicia, I hope you're okay. Uh, she'll be back on deck next week. So we are very grateful to Riley Dobson, former striker with the Jets and Melbourne City, and uh, one-time cap Matilda for standing in for her. How are you, Riley? I'm good, Simon. How are you? Very good. Broski's here as well. Uh, again, thanks for, oh. for stepping up to the plate. Um, let's start with the Matildas. Uh, the squad for the games against England and Scotland has been named. Ali Carpenter is back, of course, which is a big plus. We spent the last 12 months fretting over her fitness, and now we're fretting over Steph Catley, who is out. <laughs> How concerning oh, look, is that injury? They're keeping us on our toes. <laughs> oh, look, with, with Steph, you know, she's actually probably pretty fortunate that she's been playing at Arsenal, who have a great medical um, team there. Mm. I, look, if we were looking at this probably early May and she still hasn't come back in any capacity, whether it's, you know, fully training or partially in a game, I'd start getting concerned. But given it was a non-contact in injury, it's probably overloading. It's one of those typical type stress fractures, um, which with proper rehab and time, I, you know, she should be good coming the World Cup. Phew. <laughs> and Holly, Holly McNamara is back in after her own injury. Uh, Courtney Vine as well looks to have cemented her spot on the back of a great run in the Liberty A-League. But no Michelle Heyman. Are, are you surprised by that, given her form? Um, look, for me... I, I Look, I'm devastated that she's not given an opportunity. Um, it was very clear with her interview on Dub, um, Dub Zone on the weekend. It really says it all. And it, it begs that question at the moment of, you know, does form really mean nothing um, in the Liberty A-League? And, like, going – it's that ongoing question around a lot of the players being contracted for a national team. And should there really be contracts for a national team? It, Shouldn't it be based on form and merit? Mm. Um, so, look, there is a lot of questions when players are getting called up when they've only just had a couple of games back after a long-term injury. And here she is, you know, smashing records and performing exceptionally well, but can't even get even a phone call to say, hey, these are, why, these are the reasons why you haven't been called in. Yeah, it's an interesting question. Um, talking of the Liberty A-League, <clears throat> excuse me, the race uh, for the top four has really hotted up over the last couple of weeks. Uh, the restoration of Canberra United's three points by Football Australia means that if Perth Glory win their game in hand against Sydney tomorrow, then there's going to be just one point separating four clubs for those final two spots going into the final round. That's incredible. Oh, look, it's been an absolute fabulous season in the Liberty A-League, and it's really demonstrating what we why we've needed this lengthier competition for so long. It's showing that teams need to make sure they've got squad depth, um, that there are more clubs that are competitive in a longer space of time. Um, you know, you've got to only look around, I think it was round 17 alone. It was upsets in all games. And the fact that it's so hotly contested going into the final um, yeah, final round of games, it's fantastic for the fans and all of those that love football. 
It is exciting. And, and I mean, tomorrow's game in particular, there's obviously Sydney trying to get the, the premiership, uh, Perth trying to keep themselves in the hunt for the finals. Uh, uh, looking at glory, I mean, they won only one of their first eight matches, but have now won six of their last eight. Having a look at them over the last couple of weeks, what do you think's changed? I don't honestly believe that it's necessarily something that has changed. I find that they've really worked out how to peak almost at the right time. And a number of their players have lifted with their form, which is having a positive response and flow-on effect with the team. Like, you've got to look at, um, you know, Hannah Lowry. She's really picked up towards the back end of the season. You look at Natasha Rigby, who, as, you know, their captain, she's been, you know, she scored a goal. She's really stepped up her game, and that's flowed on to the like to Sophia Sakalis. Um, but the one thing that I've really noticed with them, they've had a lot more home games at the back end of the season. So as we know, just in the men's competition, they had to stay over here on the East Coast for such a long time. They've had a really hard run. Um, And you look at their last six home games, they haven't lost one. They've won five now um, and drawn one. So it's really played into their hand at the back end of the season, playing at home as much as they possibly can. Uh, there was one game today, Adelaide losing 3-1 at home to mm-hmm. Wellington Phoenix. So let's look ahead to the last round. There is that one game tomorrow, that massive game between Sydney and Perth. Uh, the last round of games, Western United hosting Western Sydney Wanderers. Uh, Sydney FC, Western, by the way, I've got Chloe Legazzo back, which is a big boost for them ahead of uh, uh, that game and the finals. And Sydney FC welcome the Newcastle Jets. So we're, we're going to ask you to put your neck on the block here, Raleigh. Who ends up as... <laughs> <laughs> you knew we were going to do this to you. Uh, who I ends knew. up as premiers? Um, look, based on form, I am going to say Sydney FC. Um, we bookmarked Western that, United. Right? <laughs> yes, you can. You can. Look, Western United, they just... They, they're drowning at the moment and they're really struggling to find some air. So I feel that they just need to get themselves together at the back end of this season and really focus on these finals. Okay, so Sydney FC are the premiers for you. The other games, Wellington-Melbourne victory, Brisbane against Perth Glory, Melbourne City host Canberra United. So who makes the top four and who misses out? Oh, okay. <laughs> I... <laughs> and this is, it's so tough. I Look, it'll be Sydney FC. It'll be Western United. I am going to say Melbourne Victory are going to make it. Right. And oh, it would not... Look, Canberra United are in phenomenal form. And I just feel you're hedging, like Melbourne Marley. City... You're hedging, Come I on. know! <laughs> Everyone... Look, I just... I personally think Cam- I think Canberra are going to sneak through purely on their form at the moment. And everyone's going to be saying that I hate Melbourne City, which I don't because <laughs> I love them to death. They're my club. Um, but, yeah, I just feel like Canberra United have just got this this air about them at the moment. They're definitely going to push into that final spot. There we go. We've written right. it all down. <laughs> what about l- looking overseas, uh, the big game in the FA Women's Super League saw Sam Kerr come up short with Chelsea against uh, Manchester City, where Hayley Razzo and Mary Fowler again remained unused subs. Um, Caitlin Ford scored twice in Arsenal's 5-1 derby win over the Spurs. I mean, there's an incredible title race that's developing there, isn't there? I mean, there's only three points separating four clubs. 
Oh, look, it's fantastic that the girls are exposed to this type of competition um, and the calibre around them as well, and that's only going to benefit us as a nation competing in the World Cup. I mean, we'd like some of our girls to be getting some more time, but that's that's their decisions and working with the clubs. Um, but to have that type of competition and that closely contested at that level um, and it's quite common in a lot of the leagues at the moment it's fantastic for female football it's just showing that the growth that is there and that it's really on the on the rise sure is hey Riley we've got to leave it there thank you so much for stepping in today really appreciate it I hope we can do it again sometime no, thank you for having me, Alex and Simon. No and we've, we've got those finalist bookmarks, so we'll be reminded of them oh, if you're gosh. wrong. Don't come, don't come hunting uh, for me. No, no <laughs> chance. Thanks, Riley. Uh, that's Riley Dobson. Uh, just one more line, incidentally, on women's football. The NWSL got underway in America over the weekend. Emily Van Egmond got off to a fly with San Diego Wave and their 3-2 win over Chicago Red Stars, watched by over 30,000 people. The overall wow. average, 15,000 on the opening weekend. That's incredible, isn't it? It is incredible. Why can't we do that here? With the men's as well as the women. Good. I know they've got a bigger country yes, with more yes, people yes. and et cetera, with, et cetera, But even but still, I mean, their crowds weren't anywhere near yeah. that not too long ago. Amazing. Uh, we're off to another quick break. On the other side of it, we will uh, answer one or two of your texts.